What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forging Tools. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to merrybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. I accidentally hit it early, but that's all right. Let's do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle and Grind Fleabag Podcast. We are here. It's me, it's Ryan, and it's Pickle. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Ridiculous Debauchery. This is uh, this has already been an interesting show, and it hasn't really even started yet. Uh, Pickle, how you doing? Not too bad yourselves. Good. Good. We haven't. I'm just. I'm just thrilled. Weird. To be here. I know, right? It's like deja. It's like deja vu. Feels like I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> for for the new listeners, which is about forty percent of you, uh, Pickle was previously a co-host on this show. Yes, yes, I was. Before I was. Yes. Mm. Where'd you get? You guys were actually hosting at the same time for a while there, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we did for a short bit there. We were three hosts yeah, at one did. point. And then Pickle decided that snowboarding was more important to him. Than I was chasing storms, racing the uh, the beautiful listeners with his yeah. voice. And the recordings used to be on Thursdays rather than be on Sundays too, so that was a little less accommodating for my snowboarding season. So I'd taken a a uh, hiatus, they call it, or whatever they do when you know people stop their band for a couple of years and then they come back, like Rage Against yeah. did. You know, I kind of did that. But when I came back, I was like, yeah, no, this is a, a full-time podcast gig wasn't my jam, really. Like, I did it. There was no there was no perks, either. You weren't getting paid. You you know what I mean? There was no. No, nothing was happening. Like, it wasn't going yeah. to nothing. It, anyways, I don't want to get into detail, but yeah. Sounds so, like a bunch of excuses, really, is what I'm getting from this. <laughs> Jesus, Noah. Noah. <laughs> don't be so judgmental, Noah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't bring people on just to trash. I know, them. right? What is this? The- what the fuck? You usually, usually, I, I I try and make our our, our guests sound as good as possible, but know, it'll right? her off when we got pickle. Throw up me right under the fucking train. Man, <laughs> I do not, I do not support the direction that this show's taking already. Start, just well, so right, you know, well, let me, let me well, do the intro. <laughs> everybody, everybody, calm down here. Uh, Pickle, let's 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 class things up a little bit. What you been up to this week, bud? Uh, not much, man. I've been back from Florida for actually one week today. Once you guys be listening to this, it'll be nine days. But yeah, uh, I've been back for a uh, for a week now. 
catching up on orders in the shop actually i had some steel to make and then i had a bunch of knives to make so i got that batch fresh out of the kiln last night and everything was quenched and tempered and ready to go so i got a bunch of grinding to do ahead of me so that's uh that's what was up this week in my shop right on man well how was that trip to florida was was there a bit of a temperature shock that happened when you got there yeah definitely definitely uh not a shock it was just more like a ah this is so (laughs) you know like it was great like as much as uh they took me out of the well i left the country in the middle of winter which has never happened before uh to go down somewhere where it's nice and warm and like 80 degrees every day for seven days straight and no rain no snow no nothing i was like what the you know all right i could deal with this is nice but i was missing people live like this i know right what the fuck <laughs> i know i got off the plane here and i was like where's my hoodie <laughs> yeah but uh no it was great we had a blast down there uh helped them out quite a bit you know sure every lending hand is a helping hand and is uh, appreciated so like i said i felt i had to pay my dues so i offered to go down and give them a hand yeah yeah right I mean, the week right before you left speaking of temperature we had had that cold snap where it was like minus 41 here and minus 51 where you Yeah, are. it was like minus 56. And um, uh, that's when I was supposed to originally leave, but it got so cold that there's equipment that broke down at the airport on the tower. And it was like three days before they got that fixed and up and going again so they could land and depart. Yeah. Um, so, so all I know about Florida is that there's a bunch of crazy stories that happen there and that it's humid as hell. It's so, humid in the like, winter, though. But in summertime, no. In summertime, it is like I was down there last summer, and it was fucking horrible. Well, what's the humidity normally like where you're uh, at? Like even in the summertime, in the summertime bad. It, it's it's a little bit of both. You know, it's kind of balanced out. There's some days where it'll be really, really bad. There's some days it'll be really, really nice. You know, it'll be dry, and we came and have like you came and put a fire, like have a fire in your fire pit because it's so dry, and like, no, there's nothing, none of that going on. So you know, it depends. It depends, really. You know, we don't have the shores or anything nearby us. Uh, on the east coast of New Brunswick, yes, it does get more humid there. But where I am, we're we're pretty much in a good uh, climate zone, if you want to say, for summertime. Pretty pretty yeah. varied. Yeah. Then you must be better than me because we're a hundred percent humidity all summer. Yeah, well, you call it muggy. Yeah, you guys are closer to the shore than I am. You're what, like an hour yeah. from the shore, or so not even. I think. Yeah. 45 minutes or so yeah, and like uh it gets what we sure. call muggy yeah. yeah black fly black flies love the muggy yeah, weather we got the black flies yeah. too and you know we got the i got a fucking swamp right in the backyard and i swear that's where they breed mosquitoes so uh yeah those two the mosquitoes and black flies do get bad here anyways but it only lasts like not even a month you know it's like three yeah. weeks and it's done and over with yeah we have a bug season yeah we do yeah we have a smoke season here so like there's no such thing as humidity where i'm at in washington i know people think about washington they think about you know rain and humidity and and that's where i used to live over on over on the other side of the mountains but i moved over exactly yeah it's 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 actually technically a temperate rainforest it literally is uh and i moved out of there as soon as i could uh and i live in central washington now where it's very dry i mean we rarely get above 25 percent humidity and that just i mean that's what i need and able to just to be able to breathe i can't handle the humidity at all um Sounds like but we have a smoke season 
I'll accept that one. Uh, but we have a smoke season here because it's so dry. I mean, we're pretty well known for our forest fires, kind of the same as California. And and so we get the last half of summer and it's just smoke. It, it gets real bad. I don't, I don't know what's worse, humidity or smoke, but I, I seem to handle the smoke better. So I don't know, man. When I lived in Northern California for two years and fire season that you'd be rolling down the highway and just drive into like smoke that you can't see the fucking line in the road in front of you and then just come out of it randomly. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what the research buttons for, man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. My mom, when I moved out there, she was freaking right out during fire season. Are you anywhere near them? I'm like, I'm like 40 minutes away from the closest one. Sky glows red at night. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I've seen the yep. Yeah. We get that a I've lot. I've seen like the uh, sunsets, the like uh, night skies glow up here from forest fires like that weren't even happening or anywhere near here you know like further out and uh, out west and it affects our sky out here too it was pretty nuts yeah it's cool looking it gets up into the atmosphere and like spreads out like the light yeah yeah man we had like one the a couple years climate back. there come again i like the climate there it was perfect never got below 45 never got above 95 I've been to San awesome. Francisco, and uh, that was somewhat okay, but I wasn't during like their rain period. But it's always like sixty-five there. And that- yeah, even the rain period's not bad because it's warm rain. Yeah. It's not. It's not like cold. Like you go outside, and it's like kind of nice and refreshing. refreshing like, yeah. I'll go for a walk. I don't. Yeah, I don't care if I get wet. Then I drove out to Northern California. I went snowboarding out in uh, Lake Tahoe, like in June. That was pretty cool. And I did Mount Hood as well too. Oh, speaking of June, are you going to Blade this year? 99.99% sure, yes. Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye out on that airfare ticket because that thing is ridiculous right now. It's going down a little bit every here and there, but uh, it's like fucking $1,300 right now. Holy yeah, compared, compared to the 480 I paid to go down just last week, you know. It's it's geez, that's brutal, yeah, man. Dude, I, and it's actually cheaper for me to fly out. Like if I were to fly out from Quebec on those days, it would be cheaper to fly from Quebec than it is to fly from Maine. Like I don't understand it. Why is it six hundred dollars from Quebec, and why is it fucking thirteen hundred dollars from Prescott? I don't get it. Fly out of Bangor. I was thinking about that too, but it's like seven hundred dollars, and I got to drive the same yeah. distance than flying to Quebec. For driving to Quebec, yeah, you could just keep your car at my house. Possibility, I could have because they charge you at the at the airport. Have you bring me to the airport at yeah. like four in the morning? Yeah, fuck and it, all skunked out. Ryan doesn't sleep anyway, so right, it's fine. sleep is a waste of fucking time. That's why I was sleeping. It's a crutch. We started this podcast. <laughs> we thought you were ghosting us for a second there. I was starting to look for a replacement. Dude, I, I was out solid. Like I said, my alarm clock went off and I fucking shut that thing right off and I passed right out again. And uh, like I just I stood right up in bed at like five, like four o'clock your time. Like even I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I wanted to be rested okay. and look at my best for this podcast. So. Well, we appreciate yeah. that. <clears throat> Ryan, what's been going on in your shop this yeah, week? Yeah, Ryan. Uh, I got a big-ass bandsaw yesterday. 
shout out to Jamie the Squid. Jamie's doing like uh, he wants to do him and his family are going to drive cross country in an RV type deal. And he's going to do like a traveling blacksmith deal. So uh, I bought a lot of his materials and stuff off him. Yeah, you did. And a big bandsaw. I bought like his abra- all his abrasives, his handle materials, bar stock, five gallons of quench oil, a motor, a VFD, and that bandsaw. And you know what? I don't even think Jamie's ever made or finished a knife in his shop with those tools. He always took classes. And it was just like building up his tools and all that while he was learning from all these classes. And then once he was done, he was going to actually start working out of his shop. I think it's something like that. So those tools are probably like mm-hmm. fucking new. Uh, they're all brand new. Yeah, because this is all shit he accumulated over the past couple of years. And I think the VA is well too. Yeah. So I don't know, something like that. So that's why he's a hell of a guy. Yeah, I know. I've spoken to him before. Like he's invited me down to his place several times. Like I was supposed to go to yeah. Maker's Camp and all that jazz. And... I don't have any need for forging stuff, and he still has all of his forging stuff. And like a, he's got Bridgeport Mill. He's got <gasps> fucking anything you can imagine. So if you're looking for something and you're within driving distance of Southern Maine, hit up Jamie the Squid. Jamie Blue. I know he's sending out his uh, modern VFD to Darren at Stormlight. I sent him a grinder a while back and then I'm sending him a drive wheel and a tracking wheel and house hooked him up with some more stuff, to finish off his grinder so he could get that up and running. What's he need? I got a bunch of spare parts laying Oh, around. he's good now. I, oh, yeah, okay. I picked up everything he needed, <laughs> picked out everything he needed while uh, I was down there and we packed that up, got that going. Nice shriveled pickle you got there pickle <laughs> for the folks that can't see this and that won't see this because they don't watch the youtube clip i have a stress ball pickle okay <laughs> <laughs> my pickle is not hanging out <laughs> we need to bump up the youtube numbers how's that going eh see the thing is is like while I'm in the shop listening, I don't have time to watch so like next thing, like I notice I turn it on on the youtube and honestly like I don't pay attention to it because I had to have to sit there and watch and pay attention to it. But as soon as it, right. as soon as it launches on like on uh, Spotify, then I could let it play and I'm good. Like it's not like I have to pay attention to two things at once. So uh, we're at 51 subscribers. Right on. It's and it doesn't take me any extra time. It gives me the file with the audio file. It gives me the video file too. Anyways, right so it doesn't. It takes me two extra minutes to upload it to YouTube. Um, so why not do it, right? Right. Might as well. I'll, I mean, all you're going to see is me chain smoking. Noah usually sitting in the dark. This is a brighter episode. Yeah, he was you coming know. on and he wanted me to see that uh, that chiclet smile of his. <laughs> <laughs> we... uh. The- the, the viewers might be actually a little confused because it looks like I'm just floating in air, but in reality, my chair is just camouflage. <laughs> so if you can't see the chair, that's you why. know what it actually looks like. It looks like you got that chair laying on its back on a floor, and you're sitting on it on your back, like literally laying on the floor. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, because <laughs> you just see yeah. the wood background, like you don't see shop right. or cabinets or anything. So, so I, I recorded my basement. And my basement is all wood paneling. 
uh and it's i mean it's it's fine i guess i don't know i i it's just wood paneling everywhere and uh the got that roof there's some brick over there i i yeah whatever never mind That's... you don't you don't care about my basement <laughs> <laughs> all right now off to ryan ryan what's your basement look like <laughs> uh it's got a washer and dryer down there uh-huh. that that's where we keep the cat boxes uh-huh. interesting so the cats don't stink up the house this is my my basement my apartment is in a basement so yeah my basement floods every now and again, <clears throat> so we learned that the hard way not to store anything down there. <laughs> well, you want to store it off the ground. We walked. We went down there the first time our house flooded after we bought it in the basement, uh, and there was eight inches of water down there. Oh, shit. Jeez. And my wife had put everything down there. There was a carpet down there. But I'm like, oh. Mm. Yeah. It was a whole truckload of shit that went to the dump. Not cool. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh well. I Less I live there. on a I live on a hill, so it's like a daylight basement. There's like a sliding door there. There's oh, a window nice. right here that I got blinds up. The so. backside of the house is like the foundation yeah. is exposed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I always said, once I uh, build my own place, my own shop, like I'm gonna have a bunker underneath my shop, well, my actual living space, and that's how the back is gonna be. Like the back of the shop is going to be the front of my house, but it's going to be under the nice. shop. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like it would have view over the river or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I lucked out. The Columbia River is right over there. So you can see it right out the back. It's pretty but Why awesome. isn't it called Columbia River Forge or Knives or why is it in that river? Okay. So the Columbia River <laughs> is right there and the Eniat River is right there. So I live right where they come together. Ooh. So, and the Eniette River is the one that you could see from my shop. You can't really see the Columbia from my shop. So they're kind of like that Beatles song. Come together. Which, which one? Oh. Yeah. But it's next to me, not over me. Uh, could be behind you. It is right now. Ooh. Technically. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> So for anyways, our listeners who haven't figured it out yet, there will be zero technical information in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So if, if if you were if you're here after listening to the uh, the episode with Tobias Angler, hoping to hoping to get some more great information on heat treating and and techniques, uh, now would be the time to turn the podcast yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> technical information I have for you, I lost because I quit smoking. So every time somebody would ask me how long do you do this or how long do you do that, it's like smoke a cigarette, you know smoke a joint like now it's a joint but the joints last way longer than a cigarette so like my timing is off on certain things now <laughs> like when i'm quenching a blade not quenching, <laughs> oh when I'm uh, dipping a blade in ferric you know i can't smoke that whole joint to wait to pull it out but i first you know i was smoking a cigarette you know so it was like five minutes whereas a joint could be 20 minutes sometimes you know or you just sit there and you forget it in the ferric I used to gauge how long I would cook meat on the grill by by how long a particular cigar would last. <laughs> so I'd be like, "All right, yep, probably time to flip them." It's good, good now. measuring tool. I haven't smoked a cigar in forever. I need to. It's been too cold outside. I had one when I was down in Florida. Had a backwoods. Yes, that's not a cigar. Well, it is for me. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I like them. They're nice and juicy. 
tasty. Yeah, they're good. sweet. Yeah, they're, they're sweet, man. Yeah. I've smoked many backwoods, especially while fishing. That yeah. was like, you know, like a kind of like a crappy cigar. You don't care if it gets jacked up or anything. You can just kind of set it on a rock if you need to. Like, no big deal. Yeah, they come in handy around here for fishing when, especially during like the fly season and all that, like the black flies and the horse flies. You're just walking around puffing in a cigar to make smoke, to have a smoke screen around you so you don't get eaten alive and carried away by horse flies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, horse fly bites are the worst. Oh, they, they, they literally rip your skin right off, and you could see that skin dangling from their mouths when they're flying away. So it's pretty legit. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't have horse flies, man, oh, my God. You'll be at the beach, right, and you'll be wading through the water enjoying yourself, and a fly will land on the back of your neck and literally take a chunk out of you. Fucking <laughs> gone. Yeah, that's why I like. They're slow, though. You can catch them. They're slow. Yeah. They'll land on you, and you can grab them and just fucking give them the fuck you I could just imagine like all the, the all the moose and deer and all the like the wildlife that have to deal with them because they get they get it way worse than we do you know like they're they're you see them out in the wild and they're just standing there and there's a plume of fucking black horse flies just flying over them eating at them you know and they're just like wiggling their heads and their tails like get off me get off me yeah they're big too i mean a big one will be an inch an inch long yeah they don't call them horse flies Jeez. for nothing yeah, they fucking they suck. Wow. What is we, have, you know, I, we don't have much for creepy crawlies, but we do got some bugs that'll bite you. Yeah, they're like they're way, in my opinion, like people get freaked out and grossed out over fucking June bugs, and it's like, are you serious? Like they're so harmless. Like they can't do nothing. Yeah. They, they live like it takes them all these days to become something and then they die after 30 seconds. So it's like yeah, what are you guys so worried about June bugs? You should be worried about horse flies and shit like that. <laughs> I'll be like grinding or something, and I'll see one out of the corner of my eye moving, and I'll look at it, and yeah, you don't no have a good day, fella. <laughs> like they don't hurt nothing, they don't eat anything, they don't get into anything. They just kind of scurry along the floor and go out in the grass, and but they're big. Yeah, but they, they're like two inches well, they, long. Sound like a freaking helicopter when they're going oh, yeah. by you, especially when yeah. they hit into the my shop door, like the window, like the big window, yeah. and like I'll close, I'll close the door because they start flying in and shit. And it's always funny because that first last year, I remember I had the forge going and the door open, and they they go for light, you know, they'll they'll go right. Through the <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> and I had uh, I had Jude mugs flying right into the forge, all this forge, and I was like, you fucking dumbasses, like. You got this whole world to fly around and and you choose to come through that door and throw yourself in my forge. Hooray. Good for you. (laughs) Well, speaking of forges, uh, you got a new one. Yes, I did. I very much did. That thing is amazing. Is it as glorious as it looks? Dude, it's nuts. Like, seriously, like, it's, uh, I've had how many, wait, one, two, three, four, four forges. This would be my fifth forge like including the one that i first made and then a homemade one i made too but i've had a devil's forge the atlas forge two homemade forges and then the apollo forge uh it's probably going to be my last forge ever damn yeah because it's just so that thing's a tank you guys all saw the video of brent taking a hammer to the ribbon burner and how much it took to destroy that right so if a hammer and a chisel takes that much to destroy it, I don't see it sitting there in a forge being destroyed anytime soon. 
you know, there's no impacts going on there. And the brick itself is completely replaceable. All you got to do is take four fucking nuts off the threaded rod and you open that top up and you could start playing around with your, your bricks. It's like Legos, you know, it's very, very simple, easy to put together. And it's oh, yeah. a, like I said, it's a tank. It's just all around well designed. And, uh, it's a, like I said, it's going to be the last forge I get because I was pulling 20 inch billets out of that thing at full heat. You know, if you're messing around with a single burner forge and you're trying to make billets that size, you got work for the day on you because you got to heat that thing up in like three or four sections. And that's very right. time consuming, right? So uh, to me, the Apollo was definitely a game changer for my shop and my work. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah I need- does, it, does it heat? Does it heat up billets as fast as it looks like? Oh, yeah, like? definitely, dude. Definitely, definitely. No, no, no. It, it, it doesn't take you a half hour to get anything up to heat. Like, you know, a good 12 to 15 minutes tops. You, you give it another five minutes and you're ready to go. So you're up to, you know, forge welding temps in under 20 minutes. So From nice. a cold forge. Excuse me? From a cold, From a cold forge. forge, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. once you get it lit and it warms up a bit and you could fine tune it, it's it's just it's crazy. It's like uh it's like hell in there. Like I, I put some um some bricks that my hard brick is not the thirty two hundred whatever, it's like they're like twenty three hundred degree rated, my hard brick. So uh I literally melted those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my floor is starting to melt in my forge pretty bad. Like after a few billets, like after three or four or four or five billets I've done, yeah, since. And, uh, yeah, it's literally melted. I got to get the proper brick for that. I was thinking of maybe coating it, but then I was like, Jeez. no, I'm going to get the right brick. So it definitely does get hot. If it's going to melt rated brick for 2300 you know, like the, the soft yeah, brick. Yeah, that's, that's some serious. Yeah, like it's right there. Serious stuff. It's forge welding temperature accessible, that's for sure. That's not a problem. <laughs> and, and once it's up to nice. heat, you could turn everything down a bit like kick your air down a notch and get it nice and lean on fuel and try to make it as much as of a oxygen free environment you know for a forge welding period and forging as well too because if you've got oxygen running through that forge like you're gonna get a lot of decarb compared to an oxygen free environment so yeah right on man yeah, I definitely want to get one of those. I wanted, I almost got one with the the first run, but I ended up uh, scoring myself a new Ameribraid uh, grinder instead. Yeah, you did. So that took precedence, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I've got that sucker up and running now. There's still some left on that second drop. So if you guys are listening and what, is yeah, there really the, the second drop has still got some available? I think there's like 20 left. He sold 30 out of 50 last time I checked. I think that's what it was at. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's, awesome. Well, yeah, if you guys are listening and you're interested in what Pickle's talking about there, go check out Housemade Industrial. Housemade.us. Pick up one of those. Housemade.us. Oui, oui. Those, uh, those forges look amazing, and I will have one. I don't, do, seriously, I, I don't know like, when, but I will have one. I am so content with it, and, like, it's just so cool. Like, just just the, looking at it, like, I seriously, I don't know how many times I've stood there and just looked at the thing. And I'm just standing there, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool, <laughs> so nice to have." Shop. Well, I mean, the the dude put so much into it. Like you could tell, yes. like when you're looking at it, like 
he worked hard to get it fine-tuned and i just love watching just the swirl of the way that that flame goes around and it's heating every part of that forge you don't have any dead spots from front to back dude it literally there's not one inch of that forge that doesn't get any heat like yeah it's very evenly distributed throughout the forge like i said i could put a full length bar in there and have like an inch hanging out at both ends and it still gets hot on the ends because you got you know it's coming out from from underneath the doors so with the doors and all that it's just it's just great so he's got 14 left on this last drop this last drop didn't go as quick as that first one did that first drop you know sold out within eight hours this one was dropped on saturday before i left last week and he's got 14 left so Still pretty decent, you know. That's thirty six forges he sold in a week. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. that's incredible. Yeah, it is. No, that's uh. So yeah, he's definitely got something going with this forge. Uh, the doors are holding up pretty good too on my end. Like I've, like I said, I've been using it. Uh, the front door, you know, I got a little bit of descaling uh, going on, like some, some forge scale happening on the decarb on the door side because, like, sometimes I leave it open for an instant. Well, actually, it's not just sometimes. It's every time I pull a billet out, I got the door open while I'm pressing it. So, like, that side of the door is getting exposed more to the heat and flame. But that's normal. You know, it's going to carve up and scale up. But everything's holding up. And even if it were to completely fall apart on that side, the way it's built, all that refractory cement is going to be held together by all those tabs that go in towards the inside of that door. So. Nice. I'm not even worried about that. And that's a consumable part anyway. So, you know, that if even if it I had to wait two years to change it, I would, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it beats buying a new forge. Oh yeah, for sure. And the price point, you know, it's it's four hundred and seventy five dollars. You get the whole forge shell and everything. Yeah, it might seem like a lot, but like I said, how many forges have I been through since I started this? I could have had this one forge from the beginning. And I'd probably still be running it three years later, no issues, you know? Right. Yeah. I've melted two devil forges. Like, I've caved them in from the top. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I melted... I'm in the process of doing the that right now. My, uh, I melted the top, the roof part on my uh, homemade forge, too. Like, I only had clipper brick on the top, like the thinner stuff, and... uh I was uh, cranking when I got my press. I took that forge back out because I was working on a bigger billet, and I had that thing cranked on both burners. And then the next thing I noticed, I looked down to look at the forge, you know, like steel at the billet into the forge, and uh, I see just like this glass drooping from the ceiling of the forge. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I was like, uh, what the fuck's going on here? And it was just drooping in the back. I had a brick in the back, too. And that literally just started sagging, and it just made a big ball of glass in the back end of the forge. The roof had a hole in it. Like, I had to shut down operations because it was getting dangerous in there. Damn. So like I said, I've caved in two devil forges, and I melted a uh, homemade forge. But this thing here is going to hold up to pickle abuse. Definitely. He uh he put out a reel yesterday or the day before where he put together one with like a fancy stand and everything. Yes. Jason uh, with Jason Knight's uh logo, his be a maker logo on the bottom. 
And that thing looked freaking sick. And he did the whole process of, you know, when you're putting it together and everything, once you got it up on the top. And I mean, it's super simple design. And that thing looked absolutely killer. That stand was the awesome. stand was amazing. Like that made me want to make something <laughs> like it. Just like I like fabbing shit as much as I like uh, making knives. So when I see shit like that, it's like I wish I had the, the shop to get it done in. Like I could get it done in my shop, but I'm like really crowded. So projects like that yeah. could be annoying, especially after you spent a week in Brian's shop and his welding table is the size of your shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that welding yeah. table alone, I was like, fuck, dude, this thing is amazing. It's huge. It's big. It's like I'm getting one made for me here by a local shop and my welding table is going to be two feet by two feet because <laughs> that's all the space I have. You know. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I don't need much for a welding table. But like I said, if I'd have his in a shop like his, I'd definitely be all over projects like he's doing, you know, especially with the, the mini mill he just brought in there, the Haas mini mill, CNC milling machine. Oh my mm-hmm. God, dude, that thing is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And then we came. The, All right. We came up with a good idea while I was down there, and I'm just going to bring it up real quick because I can't really bring it up, and I ain't going to say more. But you guys are going to be blown away when this project comes out. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about that when you were on the the WFI. I was really curious, yeah, but uh, obviously I'm not going to ask again. you I'm just about trying it. to build up curiosity and get everybody on the fucking edge of their sheet, so their seat. I mean, and when when it does come out, everybody's going to be like, "Holy shit, what just happened?" Do you know? Do you know when? No, absolutely not. I have no clue. I mm. was hoping we could do it before Blade. Like, he's got a lot on his plate. Um, like, uh, we drew everything up on paper, me and him, like, my idea and, like, his add-ons to it. And then we had Brent and Kenny in on it as well, too, the initial initial planning of the idea. And, uh, like I said, it's just a matter of time that's going to come out eventually. It's going to be a great addition to uh, functionality. Yes. Let's just put it that way. Right on. Well, cool. I can't wait, man. That's going to yeah. be awesome. It's something that's... Does it so, have... Go ahead. Does it have anything to do with uh, a phone call I may have had with somebody? Absolutely not. Okay. No, no. We're not putting PID controllers on uh, on grinders there, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it has something to do with a grinder. <laughs> Well, it has something to do with the grinder world, the knife making world. It has nothing to do with the forge. It has something to do with oh. yeah, and the knife making world in gotcha. general. Yeah. Because when he talked, gotcha. he was talking about the forge, I think, and a pit controller and whatnot. Something similar, yeah. yeah. I think so. I don't know. I didn't catch the whole conversation. I just said hi, Ryan, at one point. And that was it. All right, all right. Well, we can get off the uh, the the unmentionables uh, topic here. So yeah, I just wanted to talk real quick. Um, I did get my new Ameribraid Fastback this week. I uh, put out a reel of me kind of unboxing it and looking at it. Um, I finally got my motor mounted up to. What are you laughing at? It Nicole? looks like Ryan's jerking off. <laughs> oh. I'm a leg. I bounce my legs. I'm a leg bouncer. All I see is this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry no i couldn't hold back i was like what the fuck's he doing i have to deal with that every single week every single week i have to look at him doing that and i haven't i've i haven't said a thing this whole time and then you come on here once and it's just like boom comes right out of your mouth 
And to be fair, it's been in the back of my mind since we started doing video because I'm a leg bouncer. <laughs> and I, and every episode, I'm like, it looks like I'm jacking off. I got to stop. <laughs> so if you go back and you watch. I'll I without saying anything, I'll just randomly stop. I'm I like, know as soon as I said it, you stop. Like, <laughs> sorry. Dude, my wife has to be like, Ryan, stop bouncing your legs. I'm like, ah, oh, my bad. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, I'm tearing up over here. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I just, oh, my God. I couldn't hold back anymore. I, just, I noticed it just then. And I was like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Maybe gosh. I married Braid Fastback. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin, if you're listening yeah, you to this. Yeah, uh, your Speedos <laughs> unboxing it, I think you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, uh, so yeah, so I put up, a, oh my gosh, I can't recover from this. Uh, <laughs> I put up a reel of me unboxing it and looking at it. Um, I finally got my motor hooked up to it. Um, I had a little bit of an issue because I was, so I was reusing my existing motor in VFD to set this thing up. Cause I wanted to kind of, you know, do it a little bit on the cheap for the moment. So my, motor where it was mounted up to my revolution that face because it's a face mounted on that style it was stuck in that hole because the hole was very tight really a really tight fit Uh, my buddy cnc'd it out for me and i could get the sucker out of there so i did the old mechanics trick where you you know you leave you you loosen the bolts so that there's a gap and you smack the bolts to smack it down well, I'm pretty sure that's aluminum housing. So I jacked up every single one of those threads on that, the face of that motor, which is fine. Cause I, you know, it's, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm not going to face mount it anymore. Cause the Ameribraid has the foot mount. And thankfully I had saved the foot mount from when I initially got the motor. So that was no problem. Right. Well, then I get my Ameribraid set up and on the fastback, the motor is mounted a lot further back than on the revolution so my flat platen will not fit on that grinder and the reason is is because it's you know it's a 12 inch platen which is one of the reasons i wanted it is because i love that i love that 12 inch platen but there's not enough room like there's just not enough belt length to fit that platen yeah you're you're hitting when you put it in you're hitting the frame exactly So I can't fit my flat platen on that grinder. So immediately I went and I ordered one of Ameribraid's uh, flat platens. So hopefully that gets here as quick as the grinder did because the grinder shipped super fast. I was amazed. Yeah, was- um, so I'm hoping that platen gets here soon. So Because right now I basically, I don't have a flat platen. I can use like my, I have a 10 inch wheel that fits in there. No problem. Um, I haven't tried my small wheel, but I'm sure that'll fit too. But at the moment I have no flat platen and I've got, you know, 13 oh, because you only got so the frame. Really... you didn't get the the whole setup or you just got the frame you didn't grab right yeah because i thought i'd be able to basically just modify all my because I, I mean i have all my own attachments yeah, yeah, already yeah, you know yeah, i was yeah. just gonna do do the frame for now and then kind of work my way through and i would get their attachments kind of as i went along so uh, i'm kind of in a bit of a pickle right now uh-huh. in... uh but yeah, so hopefully I can get that platen. Um, and that's fine, you know. Oh, there you go with the squishy pickle again. And uh, so, anyways, so uh, as far as the grinder itself, it definitely has met my expectations for what I was looking for. Um, 
everything is really well made. I really like the fact that there's actually two knobs to like when you're tightening down either your work rest or your attachments, there's two knobs there to tighten it down. And there's little gussets on the outside of the frame and the gussets are what's threaded. So as the, you know, there's basically, you got your, your plate steel of the frame and then there's a gusset on the outside that's replaceable. And that's where the threads are. So you don't have threads right up against the tubing where it goes in. You got that threading on the outside. So I thought that was a really nice touch. And I really like the fact that you got two of them. So you don't have to crank both of them. You don't have to crank one of them down. You can just kind of keep some nice, decent pressure on them. Their knobs are really cool. They make those in house. I really liked those. You just Um, like the knob. Everything about it. I just like the knobs. They're really nice to grab onto, you know, (laughs) they tighten down easily, but yeah, it's a great machine. I love it. Who doesn't love a good knob? Brian's all about knobs. Who doesn't? Like (laughs) when he designed his knobs, like that was a thing. Like Brian's all about knobs. (laughs) Oh yeah, and 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 I and I bought his knobs too. I love those uh, as well. So I'm all about. But anyways, yeah, uh, I got those. So wrench and whatever. Now that's what I use. Those are just so nice to use. The the spring that you pull and you could readjust, and you got the handle to torque everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. On the Gen Five, I I got sick of knobs because I like my shit tight. So I took an old three eighths ratchet and just welded a piece of threaded rod on it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And I can reverse direction because it's a ratchet. That works. So, anyways, so yeah, so grinders in the shop. So one of the things that I was going to talk about about when I when I bought this grinder, one of the reasons I bought it was just to kind of let you guys know just how affordable it is to get into one of these Ameribraid machines with a, a little bit of work. Like if, if I had some two inch tubing, I could probably make this platen work. Um, I just don't. I don't have any two inch tubing. I was going to modify my my one and a half inch tubing to fit it there. Um, but the grinder frame itself, if you've already got a motor or a VFD or a switch, if you got a, a single speed, I mean, with the Hustle 100 code, it's 675 out the door, and they do free shipping on orders over $300. And so it's assembled. And it comes assembled and powder coated and ready to go. Like, it's really simple. Like, there are other companies out there that will send you some flat packed bullshit that you then have to assemble when you get there, and you might as well just buy a DIY grinder in the first place. Right. And this thing comes assembled, ready to go. Like I say, the precision is there. The quality is there. And for six seventy five, I mean, there are other companies out there that are selling machines for twice that much. And they're not the same quality. I will say they are not the same quality. And the integrity and and just hard work that, that these guys have at Ameribraid is what, what I'm into. And that's the reason I bought the grinder was because I believe in these guys. And I like the products. I want to use them. And so even if you did have to buy a new flat platen, uh, the flat platen's 180. And then the, um, like I said, the grinder chassis itself, if you use our code, you're into it 855 bucks and you're grinding. So, I mean, their, their get grinding package, if you don't have a motor or whatever, their get grinding package, which is just a basic set of everything that you'll need. And that includes a motor and everything like that. I think it's like 1600 bucks. You know, it's really affordable and you can use that hustle 100 code and we just really want to support these guys. And I'm really looking forward to, to using it and getting some new different attachments that I can learn some new techniques on. I'm going to be doing integral soon. So uh, I'm fully on board with this and 
just wanted to mention that while I'm Integrals. here. You said integrals. Integrale. I got one of those I'm working yeah, on. I got to finish at some point. It's only going to make August. I got an, <laughs> an email the other day from Ameribraid. I have a goodie box on the way. Oh. Ooh. Mm, I'm excited. You guys are doing pretty good with the show and sponsors and stuff like that. Like, that's uh, that's pretty cool to see. I'm tr- we're trying. We're trying to grow it. Where our growth since I took over has been about forty percent. Well, that's good. That's fucking good. At least it's going somewhere. We're doing no, our best. No, Thanks, interesting. I, I I give it a, a weekly listen, and uh, you know, like I'm I'm not gonna say I miss the show because I like I said, full time podcasting is not for me. I don't mind jumping on one once in a while, but you know, and if ever you guys are in a pickle and you're short a host, like I almost was. I'm missing uh, MIA, uh, not a host, but a, a uh, fuck, I was going to say client, not a client either. <laughs> yes. Again. Can I be your client? Oh, oh my yeah, God. You guys have an MIA uh, guest, like I almost was, uh, you know, feel free to hit me up. I'm, I'm usually awake, but that wasn't the case today. I know. I didn't want to hit B Cone up again because he <laughs> saved us twice now. Right gonna owe him lunch or something after that (laughs) but all right well just to make sure you're awake uh last week we did a uh a little game of this or that uh so i kind of want to bring that back and we're gonna it's it's a this or that we're gonna i'm just gonna throw out two things you have no other options you have to pick one of these two things we're gonna do it fast pace and just see what happens you ready let's see what happens (laughs) <laughs> All right. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. I don't drink soda. No. <laughs> I just said you have to pick one or the other, well, damn it. You're fucked because you chose something I don't drink. But uh, if anything, I guess Pepsi. I had a Pepsi float once when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, this is off to a great start. That was oh. the same one you asked Andrew. Yeah, you too. did. Well, I might have I might have saved a couple questions because they're fairly, you know, like middle of the road, sort of like, you know, warm that up. there's people that identify as non-soda drinkers. Okay, I'm offended. <laughs> Let's just say these are hypothetical questions. And if you were a soda drinker, Coke or Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> now that we've gotten that clarification out of the way. <laughs> knives or snowboarding? Snowboarding. Surf or turf? Uh, turf. Whiskey or vodka? Vodka. Plague of locusts or molasses flood? Molasses flood, man. Fuck. Yeah. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Pineapple on pizza or candy corn? Pineapple on pizza. Fuck candy corn. That shit's nasty. Yeah, that's not even... Yeah, edible. I don't even know why those things are in the stores. <laughs> Fuck. A month straight of darkness or a month straight of light? Can I shoot myself? (laughs) (laughs) I'd go for light. I'd I'd go for light, yeah. As much as I like dark and I sleep in the dark, like pitch black room, uh, I'd go from, you know, whatever, light, yeah. City or country? Country. Fuck that shit. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Nothing else? And no, no, I, I, well, I don't want to like drone on forever, man. 
Now we know that you like molasses. Yeah, floods. over fucking locusts, so you can't eat. Well, you could probably get away with eating locusts, but like, I'd rather feel like Homer Simpson locusts. floating down a fucking molasses river and sticking my hand in it and shoving it all over my face and be like, ooh, than having to worry about a locust trying to eat me as I'm eating all their locusts, you know? This was supposed to be a like a choice between two bad things, not trying to tap into one of your weird fetishes. Like it's, that's it's weird, not but... a weird fetish; it's a, it's a wild imagination, young man. Oh, I you know that now that you say that you you're Canadian, I should have done like a Canadian uh, version a, of a maple, yeah, syrup. maple syrup, a maple syrup flood, yeah. maple <laughs> syrup bath or bubble bath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Ryan, do we have an ad? Can we run an ad now, please? <laughs> we have two ads we got to run. Let's we'll do, do one of them, please, for the love of God. <laughs> we'll do Lawrence <laughs> first. For it to start. He's <laughs> like, I got two ads. That crickets. <laughs> Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Goosesses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Eh? Go check out Lawrence. Lawrence is the the best. Like, seriously, who can you EM on Facebook at any given time of a day? It could be like two in the morning. I'm not saying go ahead and do that, but sometimes I'm up that early in the morning because I don't sleep sometimes, and uh, I'll be like going through shit, and then I was like, oh, can you either get this or can you, you know, like sometimes I don't even put orders in. I just tell him what I want, and he sends me an invoice, and then it shows up. Like, yeah. I don't even go through the website. I just like the other day I needed a bar of steel for Todd's Cleaver, and uh, I put an order in for that, and then I was like, oh, you know, like four hours later, I was like, I need handle material, too, for that build. So then I just sent him a message. I was like, can you add this to that? And then, all right, all good. So, like, there's no dicking around on websites and this and that. And it's a good customer service for sure. He's a very knowledgeable man, yeah. and uh, you need something and you need, if you got a question on a product, he'll have answers. You know, he'll guide you to the right place. And if you need something in bulk, that too. Like, let's, if he doesn't have it like enough in stock on the website or whatever, he'll just have it drop shipped right to you. Like, I remember when he was just first stocking the regular, like, one and a half and two inch wide steel, and I needed some wider steel, and he had none on on site, you know? And I was like, yeah, I need, you know, a couple bars of four inch bars. And all right, fucking next order, they showed up, and uh, I got my steel. You know, and it wasn't anything on hand. But now you look at his site, and he's got every width pretty much on hand. Mm-hmm. Like the 1084, it was 316s by 4 inches, you know, and I needed two feet of it. So he had that available for me. Where where, where else can you get all these random sizes? You know, it's not the basic sizes that you could find on any other knife supply store, I think. Like, yeah, that's a hefty chunk of 1084. Yeah, it is. It's one hell of a cleaver, too. That thing's like. 13 inches overall length and it's seven inch blade. Jeez. Yeah, yeah that thing's nasty. Damn. Three and a half inches tall at the heel. It's got like a subtle K tip to it. Pretty, uh, it'll be interesting. It's one of two mono steel blades out of this next batch that I'm working on. 
the next batch. Yeah, I saw it in the background of something you yeah, posted. Yeah, that next batch is going to be pretty sick. There. Like, there's some interesting steals in there. Like, a couple, there's two Damascus. There's a rod iron sand my, there's a stainless steel sand my, and then there's a go my in there that's got 225 layers on the jackets, pure nickel silver shims, and a 80 CRV decor. That one's going to be pretty Damn. sick. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how that comes out. You mentioned rod iron there, and, and Lawrence is actually one of the few places where you can consistently yep, find rod, rod iron. iron. As well too, yeah. I've been getting a bunch from all kinds of people. Like, I'd like people sending me rod iron like it was available just there and everywhere is all the time and i'm like okay i'll take it <laughs> i got chain links yeah. i got yeah, not leaf springs but uh wagon wheels like oh actually yeah uh speaking of that quick shout out to timber tiger uh timber tiger was, forge was selling some wagon wheels was, uh with some just pretty gonna say that sick, pretty sick looking rod iron that he had so if anybody's in the market for that go check out him he's he's got some cool stuff too i i have some right here it's got some really interesting grain in it uh he sent me a chunk of titanium and he's got this thick micarta sheets uh i guess it's five eighths maybe it's three quarter inches thick but it's a nice brown colored vintage micarta and uh, don't go buy the micarta though because i'm gonna scoff it up i gotta message him <laughs> i haven't heard or seen him in a while it seems like on social media i don't know if yeah i think the algorithm screwing you over what was that so that's just the algorithm screwing you over yeah maybe i think I was he's talking been to... busy he I he's got to... he's got bars go going to uk knife maker supplies and stuff now like people are ordering like oh, wow. bulk production off him nice so, yes. well yeah. good for him man that's awesome making moves right on yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, Rodney, the sharp carpenter, and I was we were DMing back and forth about something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I just posted that," and I was like, "What?" And I and he sent me the reel, and I went back and was like, "I never even saw this when you posted it." It's like the freaking algorithm. It's like somebody that I talk to on a fairly regular basis. Like I don't see their stuff, but I see all like the random other little things you know that just show up on instagram that maybe i don't really want to see but the people that i actually follow and keep up with like it's not showing me their yeah, stuff you know, there's so sometimes i'm like kind of i haven't seen them in a while you know it's like where, where are they at what are they doing you know like are they dead or are they still breathing and then you go and then, look and there's a bunch of content that you haven't seen yeah yeah posting like five times a day and yeah. you just never see well it. i i had a good run like what was it yesterday or the day before i don't know i posted a bunch of reels and some pictures and pictures as reels like five or six posts in one day barely nothing nothing the only time i was getting traction in the past month on uh on instagram was when i was uh, adding a house as a collab on the forge videos and while i was down there oh you know, and then my reels were getting like you know three to six seven thousand views you know, it's just ridiculous. They're fucking us, man. You know, you know how They're I see us. it and how I feel about it? Like, because <laughs> I've been, because you know that whole quality over quantity. <clears throat> I'd rather my views come from actual followers. So even if I only got 900 views, well, I know one third of my following watched my reel. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're views that are generated from my followers. Because I'll scroll through who viewed it. And they're all followers. They're not just random accounts that seen a random reel that we click heart on, you know, when we see it, something like, mm -hmm. so like, I'd rather like those genuine views and likes, you know, like, like I said, a third of my actual followers 
get to see the reel is good enough for me than having 30,000 people see a reel and them not follow me and not support my work or, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but I was talking on here a while ago about how, you know, the YouTube algorithm, I think it was Dennis Tyrell was talking about how the YouTube algorithm works and it, you know, you put out a video and it kind of sees how your followers respond to it. And then it decides, you know, based on how it does there, maybe then it'll send it out to, to show it to more people. And my kind of theory was that maybe that's how the Instagram algorithm works. And I, I paid attention to kind of how my reels did. And I can tell you that is not the case. I have no idea what the Instagram algorithm wants because I had one video that had I mean, tons for me, ton, tons of comments on it from my followers, um, lots of engagement and everything like that. And it's, you know, three, 400 views. That's it. Yeah. It, it never got shown to anyone else. It was just shown to my followers. And I mean, they loved it. And I really appreciated all the support and the nice comments and everything. But it never went further than that. So I don't I don't know what the algorithm is yeah, or does or wants. Even like TikTok. They, I edit videos on TikTok mainly, and people are like, well, why don't you post them on TikTok? And then I started posting them. Now that I post them every once in a while, they give me a guideline violation fucking morning. And now I got like five lined up since like December violations on TikTok. And it's just so weird because like it's me showing a knife blank, you know, no grinds, no nothing on it. And it gets flagged. And then I'll show like five more videos of the different knives, but same video pretty much. And those are good. And my my views on TikTok completely died out from like thousands to just two three hundred, like out of nowhere. It's like they they shadow ban you pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's everywhere. I've noticed um, if you show a blade, the video gets nothing. But if like I do videos of my handles, like the grain reveal, yeah. those ones always do pretty well. And if my face is in it for some reason, they love it. <laughs> And we're talking about Instagram again here, yeah? I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. I'm fuck TikTok. Well, I use it for video editing. I'm gonna delete it. I might. Do. I don't even. I don't even care about using it for editing anymore. I'm just gonna delete it. I think it's worthless. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna probably look around for something different where I could just edit one video and then there be no tags on it, whatever, and then just maybe put like a PK logo over the video, like a yeah. timestamp, not a timestamp, but watermark. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good good plan. Yeah, I don't know. It's just more shit to do, I guess, too. But it is what it is. I don't know. Things are changing. I was uh, when I was down at Brian's, we were talking about uh, other makers and like social media and all that. And, uh, Reddit, I guess, is one place to be. Like, there's some guys killing it on Reddit, selling knives. That's huh. interesting. Um, shout out to uh, One Legged Cute Knives uh, down in Malaga. He was talking to me the other day about. Um, how a friend of his and I, I'm sorry I can't remember the other knife maker's Mike, name. Um, Mike by any chance? No, it was Megalodon Knives, I think, over in Spokane, I believe. I just just thought of that. Um, but I guess she does a lot of business on Reddit, and I didn't think that that was something that you could really do I on had Reddit. The same you just um, had. like I was like, what Reddit? Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So I was considering maybe trying that. You know, kind of feeling it out seeing what it looked like but and, uh, do i really need another app no i know but you know if it could help business then yeah you know and there's yeah, there's sure. just so much other shit out there too that is to our disposal like 
we were messing around with uh chat the uh, gti or whatever that shit's called there <laughs> chat gpt yeah, yeah, yeah chat gpt and uh like i asked them to create an about section for my web page and uh and then they put out like this whole fucking text and then i was like okay well can you add this to it and then it just rewrote the whole text differently with what i wanted added there and then i was like all right well can you add this too and after like three messages sent to the fucking chat thing i had a whole about section for my website you know so like shit like that too is available to our disp- like to us to use free of charge and it could make your web page that much more appealing with you know good information yeah you're <laughs> swan there that's fucking hilarious i should ask that's a generator i should ask them to do a pickle i had a my yeah, buddy was go. messing around with it and i said ask it what theo vaughn would look like as a swan <laughs> and that's and that's what it came back with and i was like that's my new sticker <gasps> Gotta be done. now i see the resemblance <laughs> That's fucking great. It's freaking glorious. I'm gonna try to have a pickle that looks like Joe Rogan done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, since he's bald and everything. So Yeah. yeah. This pickle Rick too. Pickle have, Rick. Like from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Pickle Rick. Yeah. Yeah, this stress pickle, this is pretty uh, my nephew got me this for Christmas. It's uh it's like one of those stretchy stress ball thingies and it's got sand in it. Well, uh, the funny thing is, is uh, a couple of weeks ago before I left for Florida, I had a customer that asked me uh, what my email, what my mailing address was. You know, the kids had a surprise for me. And uh, when I got back from Florida, well, the surprise was another one of these. So now I own. <laughs> you know, what are the chances that these kids who've never met me, that uh, you know, find it cool that there's this guy pickle that makes knives for his father, their father and uh they got me that pickle and they wanted to send it out to me. So uh, I appreciate that. That was pretty cool. But yeah, he was uh, speaking. That's awesome, dude. Speaking of pickles, what's your favorite kind of pickle? Dill. All the way. Just the regular straight up kosher yeah, dill. Yeah, kosher dill all the way, dude. All day, every day, night long. Me too. Yeah. Like I've been on this. Uh, you don't do those like spicy yeah, pickles? Yeah, the spicy. I like yeah, hot yeah, yeah. I like the, the, the spicy pickles as well, too. Yes, don't get me wrong, but none of that bread and butter shit. That's that's weak sauce. Oh, no. That's, weak sauce no. Sauce. that's awful. No, yeah. They shouldn't even exist. But uh, yeah, Steph nope. like the spicy agree. ones, and uh, like Grillo's got all these fancy pickles and shit, too, and whatever. But uh, yeah, those are good. Uh, lately, I've been making uh, these killer grilled cheeses with bacon and uh, kosher dill pickle slices in them. Oh, my God. That sounds really good. Yeah, right I don't now. do like Hungry. seriously make one after the show and you'll never have a grilled cheese with just cheese again. I swear to God. Oh, man. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. Anyways, I don't really like cheese. So, I mean, there's got to be something. Well, else that's why I'm saying the bacon and the kosher dill pickle slices are just so good in there. Like, because a grilled cheese. I, will, yeah. I do. Uh, I do bacon and tomato <laughs> grilled cheeses with a little salt and pepper. Might as well throw some ketchup on there. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what? <laughs> Tomatoes are good, bro. Oh, no, it's healthy. Uh, like I don't like tomatoes and like burgers and sandwiches or anything like that. I don't mind tomatoes. You don't like burgers? No, at I all? like burgers. Just no tomatoes on my burgers. Like oh, just so sloppy oh, okay, and like, watery, and I don't know. You take a bite out do you, do you eat it, Wendy's? And it just slides right out, and that burger falls apart because of a fucking tomato. I'd rather not deal with it. Tomato sabotage. Yeah, like people take the pickles out of their burgers while I take fucking tomatoes out okay 
Okay, so speaking of pickles and burgers, so, so do you do you ever eat at Wendy's? Hey, well, we had a Wendy's here, and it's been closed for about ten years. But yes, I would eat at Wendy's. Okay, what do you think of the pickles on the Wendy's burgers? They belong there. Pickles belong everywhere. Yeah, really? even on pizza. Well, I, 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 well, I completely agree. But I never had a pickle on pizza. But um, man, the it's, Wendy's pickles suck. I never noticed because I was always gun hoed on like they're actually their uh, jalapeno baconators was my favorite. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I can't really say that I've specifically yeah. tasted the pickles to say that they do suck. You know, like certain school joints <laughs> like, have better fries than other places do. Yeah. I guess pickles could be the same thing too. I like. Well, let me, when you said like the bread and butter shit, I mean that's the first thing that oh, came to my mind was the Wendy's under, pickles. Okay, yeah, I never paid. They're, they're, that's what they taste like, anyways. I don't know. Like I said, I was always into the baconator with jalapenos, so that was my yeah. Thing. It overpowered yeah. it. They need to make like the perfect fast food restaurant that's like Wendy's burgers, Burger King's fries, yes. and McDonald's nuggets. Uh, fuck McDonald's. You could leave McDonald's. Out. McDonald's nuggets are awesome, dude. I, I like their nuggets. Like, that's it. I've worked at the slaughterhouse up here. Like I live in the chicken capital of the world, pretty much. And uh, without getting into has it burned down? No, no, not ours, not yet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Jesus, no. But yeah, I've seen how they make this meat. You know, and same thing with hot dogs and everything else. And uh, no, McDonald's nuggets are not the best. <laughs> the pink slime, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Dude, the videos of how they make that shit is sad, man. When they take like a bucket of chicks, like little baby chicks, and (laughs) into the fucking shredder. It was all carcass and necks. Chicken carcass and chicken necks just in big bins thrown into this big meat grinder and it'd come out and we'd fill out 50 pound fucking totes of fucking bones and all. Bones and and all. (laughs) There's nothing like there's no meat. On a hot dog or a chicken nugget. Like, unless they change your recipe, there's no meat. It's just, yeah. Sorry, folks, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see Noah's face and he's like, I have hot dogs for lunch. <laughs> I've found like a hard spot in a McDonald's nugget before and been like, hmm, wonder what that was. Cartilage <laughs> right there. Yeah. Piece you of guys want to do some, uh, some fake news stories? <laughs> <laughs> What's in your nugget? <laughs> Uh, all right well yeah let's uh let's let's switch gears here let's do a little bit of uh let's do a little bit of fake news okay all right so we don't still have a stinger for this because i suck uh but basically this is the segment of the show where i read off three headlines that were sent to me pickle ryan and you people at home are gonna have to guess which one is fake which one is false fake news here we go the headline reads alligator with knife in its head found swimming in florida lake (laughs) uh woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend this is a different story you're putting the headlines out then we got yep yep three separate headlines one at a time because i'll I'll forgot the first one because i already did okay (laughs) First one, alligator with knife in its head found swimming in Florida Lake. That's got to be true. I would not be surprised. Woman That's arrested not for training. Yeah, it's not overly. It's not too far out there. Uh, next one, woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend. 
Uh, that sounds something like something that would happen in Vermont. So I'm going to go with fake news. Oh, no, wait. This has nothing to do with Florida anymore, right? Like, this is not a Florida man skit. These are, these are from oh, all okay, over. Okay, yep. okay, so it's not a matter of where. It could still happen in Vermont, though. <laughs> and the last one reads, Naked man terrorized Des Moines Hotel by swinging toilet plunger, pulling filer alarms. Definitely true. I've seen it like yeah, that happen. Second. Not that specific situation, second. but yeah, that could happen. Second one's fake. That's my guess. But no... I'm going to yeah, actually say the second one would be fake. Yes. All right. So alligator with knife in its head, woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend and a naked man terrorizing a hotel by swinging a toilet plunger and pulling fire alarms. You guys are both saying that the uh, squirrel training is the, uh, the, the fake news out of all these three. Yeah. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, you're all correct. Oh, shit. Wow. See, I have a feeling you made this easy because I was here. And I Yeah. So. No, he just felt bad because <laughs> I, I always get them wrong. Uh, Actually, no, I just went to the last three that were sent to me. So the alligator with a knife, the knife in its head, um, that one was sent to me by many people. Many. So I appreciate everyone who sent me that story. But Brigham was the first. So thank you, Brigham. The woman arrested for training squirrels was sent by OLC Knives. Thank you, David. And the naked man terrorizing the Des Moines Hotel was sent by Steve Grillo. So, thank you. Mr. Grillo. Fuck yeah. Appreciate all of you contributing uh, to the show. Phoenix Abrasives real quick. Let's do it. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Booyah! Thanks, Luke. What's up, Luke? I love how chill Luke sounds in that one. It's just for 10% off your entire order. He's got a very Casey Kasem vibe. Yes, he does. Do you remember Casey Kasem? I don't. You don't? He was like a very famous top 40 with Casey Kasem. Like he had a very unique voice. I can't do it. Neither could I. I don't have a voice. That, looks good. that dude's good with voices. I know we gotta do we gotta squeeze in the Patreon pitch somewhere on here and uh do, it. do the Kermit the Frog one. He sent us like six examples and it was all different accents and one of them was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, throw in the throw in the Kermit the Frog one just like right at the end or something. Jeez, I wonder if I could add it right now. You don't have this loaded up? No, no. I, I downloaded it. I know, right? I downloaded it <laughs> on my phone. Uh, Luke. So, so pickle. Yeah. 
What's the weather like there, buddy? It was cold as fuck this morning and yesterday again. Like, I'm... You sent me a picture of like a ridiculous amount of snow a while ago. You still have all that yeah. snow there? Yeah, some of it, like we, like, while I was gone, it did warm up a bit, and there's like a day where a lot of snow melted, but then we got frozen over again. And, uh, like, mm. there's no significant melting of snow going on right now anytime soon, and we're getting another storm this coming week. So, uh, there's, like, for our annual snowfall, probably I'd say over 10 feet of snow so far. We've had, yeah, Gee. we've had a lot of snow. Like the backyard, the backyard at the you know the neighbor's backyard is like completely fenced in. And the fence is like five feet high, and there's snow flush to the top of the fence, so that's good five feet there. And that's not counting everything else that melted. Like at the beginning of the winter, those two like eighteen inch dumps that we got that rained over, and those melted away. And but uh, yeah, out in the mountains where it didn't rain when it rained here, there's got to be at least damn near close ten feet of snow. Jeez, so, yeah, we probably. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Speaking of our patrons, sorry guys, I was just looking at something. We got two new patrons. Wow, De- Devin Sloat. Oh, where'd it go? Dropped out. Hold on. All right, I got it. We've got Alexander Sloat of Devlin Forge. Thank you, and Brian Hunt of Hidden Rose Forge are our two newest patrons. And I've got the Kermit. And so this is going to be our new Patreon pitch every episode at some point. Right on. You're listening to the Hustle and Grind podcast. A podcast for all the makers out there hustling and grinding every day to turn their dreams into reality. If you'd like to show your support, you can go to patreon.com backslash hustle and grind. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us all keep hustling and grinding. Remember, every time H&G gets a new patron, an angel gets a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't go with that one. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys could hear that. It was a little on the quiet side, but uh, that was that was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to make the audio louder on whichever one we pick. Mm, good stuff. Well, thank but. you to our new patrons, and thank you to all of our patrons uh, who support us on there to help uh, pay for production costs and everything for the show. We really appreciate you guys doing that and helping us out. Sticking in there with us. Yeah. Stick it. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, With a K. Wow. Wow. Luke's great. Luke does all of our voiceovers except for the Ameribraid ad. Is Luke his real name? And that's Luke. Yeah, it's Luke Johnson of Crafty Man Forge with a K. Right on. So everybody go follow him, and if you need voiceover work done, he's your guy. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to get on this show? Can we go there? Or is this like... Sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, like I said, I've been. Uh, it's been a winter of uh, somewhat snowboarding this winter, and uh, busy in the shop in Florida. And I might be going back down there in like a month or so before a Blade Show. Uh, Ryan, aren't you going to Blade Show this year? I am. Yeah. My taxes should be back next week, and I'm going to buy my plane ticket. 
I'm going down the first and coming back to fifth. Ice. What about you, Noah? So, yeah, I'm planning Ice. on it. As long as everything lines up, we should be good to go, be man. Cool. Same. We're hoping to get in on any B and B action that might be going down this year. B and B. Yeah, remember last year every, they rented an Airbnb, oh, Airbnb. for one. And okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Maximus has got one going on. I think Brian's is pretty much full. Uh, who else? Or somebody else? Fuck, I forgot. But I think there was somebody else too getting a house down there. Well, I think I think we're hooked up right now. I think we should be good at the moment. So as long as nothing falls through, we should be all right. Yeah, and I'm not overly social, so nobody expect me to be in the pit till two in the morning. Yeah, because I I fucking can't stand drunk people, and I fucking don't like crowds. We'll so. be getting high the whole time, Ryan. We'll be good. I was literally walking okay. around the fucking pit like I did get drunk. I blame that on Dennis Tyrell because like he he kind of got me going. He showed up with a drink and like beer for me, and five minutes later he showed up with another beer, and I only had like two sips on my first beer taken. He's like, "What the fuck? I thought you were Canadian." <laughs> he hands me another beer and uh and he turns around and walks away so i chugged that first beer like literally within 10 seconds it was gone and i chugged half of the second beer i go to the bar and i go get another beer and another drink and i walk up to dennis like not even five minutes later i was like here's another drink man and he looks at me and he's like fuck what did i do <laughs> so it was that back and forth all you started it yeah. man it was that back and forth all night the first night in the pit and I was walking around with my vape pen too and uh, I was fucking I was feeling pretty good there I'm glad Brian when Brian showed I was like alright we're heading out and I was like yes let's head out <laughs> before I do anything crazy here but yeah that was a block nice yeah. it's like Kind of like how you feel you saying, Ryan, like you're not too, too social. Uh, like I, I used to be probably the most social guy out there and always had to be around people. And now I, I could get away with not seeing anybody for months and be fine. And uh, going to Blade Show was kind of nerve wracking for me at first. I was like, I didn't know if I was going to go because I didn't know how I was going to react being in that big of a crowd after all these years of being isolated. And um it turned out it was fucking amazing. It was so easy. Everybody's on the same page. Like everybody's there for the same reason and it's all good. Like it's just good vibes, like good mojo and there's no bad being there. And like, I was able to really go there and be comfortable and not have to worry about anything stupid. I'm excited to spend a irresponsible amount of money there. Yeah. Like I, I did good the whole first two days I was there and then I just went on a splurge like I had bought nothing and then as soon as I bought one thing you know I had eyed everything that I liked and wanted and then I just went back around and I filled up my backpack that was a lot <laughs> yeah I I think I'm gonna probably I'm thinking about doing like a kitchen set raffle like making a whole set and raffling it off to help to help cover blade yeah that's what I got I got three knives out of my next batch that are going to be available that I want to get out there to build up some funds and put that aside for blade exactly. And more work to coming out. That's going to be available. Like I'm trying to put out orders and available blades at the same time too, not just put out orders. Cause if I were to just work on orders and no orders come in, I'm not making any money because my orders are all paid for in advance. So yeah, that's, that's something I run into where like, 
all your customs come at once and your books are full. Yeah. Well, and then like, who owns those books? You do, right? So you do what the fuck you want yeah. with them. Like I give my customers a six to eight month timeline. And if I feel like making their knives two months after I told them six to eight months, I'll make it because that's the project that I'm intrigued on making at the moment. If I don't feel like making any customer knives that week, I'm just going to throw out available blades. Like it's my schedule. It's my books. I do whatever I want with them, you know, and customers are usually pretty okay with it. As long as you don't go past that, whatever timeline you told them. And, yeah, nobody's ever waited the full amount of time either, because like I say, I juggled my my list around because like if I got like for Christmas, I had four blades of the same blade to make and just making those four blades was ridiculous for me. Like I had the hardest time making four blades of the same design and uh, I had to throw in some other shit in there too, just to, you know, change the mindset while I'm working on these projects that I look forward to working on something different in the process of this batch, you know, so yeah that's what i do all the time i don't care if they all come in at once if i'm just overwhelmed with the orders or i don't i'm not feeling it at the moment i make what i feel like i want to make and everybody's happy so far so keeps me going yeah sometimes i find myself like i can't bring myself to work on something i have to work on so i'll put on like handle material projects or like Oh, clean that bench or like, like just to, to tell myself I did something Break the cycle. Yeah. 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 I hear that. Yeah. Next time you could come clean my bench up if you want. No, a lot of shit ends up in the trash when I clean. <laughs> I have one of those big 50 gallon garbage bags. Like I put one out maybe twice a week from my shop. Like just up in the corner and I throw shit in there and then next thing I notice my garbage can's full so I empty that in there too and it just adds up so quick in a small shop like all this trash and garbage and like shit comes in in boxes like where am I supposed to put all these boxes my fire mm-hmm. you know so it's like I'm cutting up boxes putting them in the recycling bin because that fire pit's not there and I'm not burning anything so it's just uh, small shop problems I guess yeah so that and old Old belts take oh. up so much room in the garbage can. I've stopped saving them. I was a fucking. I fucking broke the cycle. Yeah. And if I don't want to use it, then that minute I throw it right in the trash. See, that's, like, well, yeah, fuck. but it just, it just takes up so much yeah. space. I got like, yeah. I could fill belts. up a garbage can so quick with used yeah. belts. I got like sixty belts probably hanging at random places in my shop that are not with the fresh belts that are like belts that I. Like, I'll go through them trying to find, like, a decent grip belt to do a fresh grind or something like that, and I end up taking a new belt off the wall anyways, and I'll go back to this belt later, and then, like, a month later, I'm like, oh, look, a fresh fucking 60 grip belt that I haven't, you know, finished using here. (laughs) I could have used it many times before, but it just stays in the pile, and then you start cleaning up that pile, and then you start picking through the pile to save belts again. You know, it's like there's nothing you could do about it, I guess. I don't know. It's a it's a true uh, a true how could I say it? conundrum. Yeah, we'll say that one of those. It's like like hoarding kind of mild. Yeah, it is. It's an obsession. I do that shit with wood, like firewood, because uh, I burn wood in here too. I'm like, oh, that log has potential, yeah. and I'll fucking stick it upstairs. <laughs> yeah. There's so much firewood upstairs in my garage that was like. 
split for firewood. And I'm like, oh, look at the grain in that one. <laughs> when I was into woodworking, Oops. you know, years ago, like maybe 10, 10 or so years ago, uh, my ex-fiance, her, her father and her grandfather and all them, they all heated wood. And we go down in the, the wood stove area for cigarettes. And I'd always be going through the piles, cords of wood to try to find like some bird's eye or fucking any kind of crazy maple or grains in there. And uh, I would turn shooters, wooden glass, well, wooden shooter glasses out of fucking logs and uh, taking firewood and turning them into money. That was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That was a but. good save on uh, burning some good material, you know, because like I said, people up here and in Maine, you know, we just cut maple and we burn it. We don't look at wood grain and, you know, like, oh, this ain't going to burn right. It's bird's eye. No, we just burn it. And for the longest time, it was considered sick diseased wood and they wouldn't even cut it in the logging industry they would leave it up there and now they're hunting it because it's considered an exotic wood <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's that's how i've gotten so many burls yep. because tree cutters don't give a fuck about no, same. it and one of my friends he's woodworking business and uh, he's hooked up with irving and uh they call him up come pick up some burls and he's literally got tons of burls that come in like every other month yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys can see it. See that one? I could see something, yeah. Your camera's foggy. <coughs> it's that big round thing on the floor next to the car. There you go. Now we see it. Jeez. That's mm. huge. It's a red red oak. Oh, nice. She she's getting slabbed up this weekend. I've started I've started stabilizing that huge silver maple burl I blocked up this summer. Yeah. Nice. That bandsaw is going to come in handy. Oh, that silver maple is something fucking beautiful. I bet. I'm going to want some of that cherry and some of that maple when you're done stabilizing that. Yeah. I got to dig out the cherry and start getting that back through the pot, but I'm running low on cactus juice, so You know where you could get that, right? Maritime knife spot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But all right, guys, what do you say we call it Let's a show? Call it a show. Let's, Let's do it before I start getting vulgar. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Goodbye. Goodbye. the fuck says failed to stop recording i guess we're stuck here forever boys oh no (laughs) it failed stop it says failed to stop how do you fail to stop recording (laughs) it's probably my fault stop recording motherfucker (laughs) wow it's never done this before interesting what's this bubble and I'm sure if you just close it, it's not going to save. No. Uh, wait a moment. If the problem persists, try refreshing the page. All right. Refresh. Oh, no. No, I'm not doing that. It says changes may not be saved. Why is this happening? <laughs> Look at Noah. You're a fucking, you're a fucking whore. No. This was not meant to be. Dude.
Noah, you look frightened. I'm terrified. So, Ryan, at the bottom where there's the little sound waves, next yeah. to your name, the dot that's usually green has been orange for most of the recording. User is experiencing says, some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. It's green on my end. Which Wi-Fi am I, I see that to? 5G. So it says what it's being saved locally. Fuck? Is Ryan frozen? Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know that uh, he's constipated and trying really hard to take a shit Stop right it. now. Close. <laughs> God, it wants me to refresh. All right, well, I got to pee. I'm yeah. right back. Hopefully this gets figured yeah, out. We'll see what happens. Yo, you're back.